remember trying to talk to you in high school Couldn't even get a look cause you were too cool But now we're older and we're playing by the new rules We lived and learned Cause it's Hello again everybody and welcome back to Random Discard I am Clues, one of your faithful hosts And joining me as always is Rich Rich, how are you tonight? Doing pretty good Great! I am happy to hear that. I I'd am... hope so. I was have to reevaluate our friendship. Yeah, we would. We would. I was secretly hoping that you would. No, actually, I'm. I'm. I'm glad you're doing well. I am crazy hot because it was in the 90s today, and I don't have AC in this apartment. So. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Not gonna lie to you. Not gonna lie to you. I this. I am not wearing a bow tie as we record. <gasps> I know. Gasp. I know. It's just too damn hot. I came home from work and took it off immediately because, good God, I kind of want to go just go sit in my car because my car has AC. <laughs> just a reason to drive somewhere, right? That's right. That's right. I actually just got a new car. And Fancy. I'm What'd you get? Very excited about it. So previously, I owned a 2006 Toyota Prius, which Ooh. I had put 253,000 miles on. Dang. Which is not a small number. So you had to fill up like once? Yeah, like three times. Uh, but I replaced it with a 2016 Toyota Prius. Fair enough. Find what you like. Stick with it. That's right. Only this time I just added all of the bells and whistles. So it does all kinds of cool stuff that my... All of them? Do. Okay, not quite all of them. It can't do the parallel park by itself thing that some cars do. Then why even drive it? Well, just don't parallel park. Besides which, it's a new car. I don't want it anywhere near other cars, so I'm parked, like, way out at the edge of the lot. Did you ever see that um, Futurama commercial where Amy bought a new car? I don't think I have, no. Well, she's it's a hover car. Uh-huh. And she's like, I hate parallel parking because there's a parallel parking spot. Sure. The vehicle literally just moves sideways into the spot, <laughs> and, then she, and then she rams back and forward, back and forth. <laughs> It's one of my favorite parts of that show, and that is absolutely one of my favorite TV shows ever. Oh, it was one of the best, quite frankly. So good, they had to cancel it multiple times to make it stick, because... Let's, let's put it this way. It's so good, the fans kept outcrying for it to come back. That's right. And the cast. So I did hear, though, I, th I can't remember which one of the cast members. I want to say it was Billy West, uh -huh. but I'm not going to say that's for sure because I can't remember. This is a rumor that I heard. I don't know if it's fact. Mm -hmm. that one of the cast members was holding out for more money to come back to Comedy Central, mm -hmm. and Comedy Central said, well, we'll replace you. And they're like, oh, well, all right, I'll sign. <laughs> okay, that's it, it would be weird if they replaced Billy West because he is the voice of Philip J. Fry, among others. It would be, but I'm assuming they'd probably find a good enough you know, similarity that we might not notice. Sure. I would probably notice. And it would probably bother me endlessly. Right. And I think, I honestly think Comedy Central called his bluff uh -huh. with their own. Like, I honestly, personally, I don't think they could have done it without him. Oh, I don't think so either. Um, I think they were like saying, well, we'll see what he says if we say we'll replace him. Because mm -hmm. if he, then if he go to call their, like, I don't know, I think it was two sides both bluffing going, we'll see who caves. Yeah, who, who blinks first. So that's, that's what I think personally, but love uh, that show. So let me let me tell you though there is one feature on this card that I wanted to talk to you about that I I don't know how you'll feel I was really skeptical when I first heard this so it has what I'm going to describe as fancy cruise control so it's got this forward facing radar and when you're on the highway you can set your speed to what you want it to be you know driving driving on the highway you set your cruise control 
Right. If you, if you come up on a car that's going slower than you are, it uses the radar to automatically slow you down and keep a minimum driving distance. And you can actually set that to three different levels of how close you want to be to the guy ahead of you. And then when you get an opening, you just move into the next lane and now there's nobody in front of you and the car just automatically speeds up again. So there's none of this step on your brakes when you come up on a guy and he can't get out. It just It just automatically does it. I, I like the idea, but concerns are if it doesn't work, I can see idiots not paying enough attention to rear-ending someone. I have never, well, I haven't had it that long, but I've never had it not work, and it's it's well, really I, obvious. I, I, and I'm saying that it, it not that it won't always not work, but there's just the, you know that one chance that one person sure that it doesn't work on for whatever reason. Well, even the sh- the closest following distance is far enough back that if it's not working, you can just hit the brakes. It's you're, not like it's inches. And this is going. You're going with the, that that fact that the average person is paying attention on the road. Yeah. Well. And that's something that I just I can't take into account because I value my life. Yeah, the average person is not great. I mean, honestly, can can you not see someone just not paying attention that, it, or even that they thought they had that set and they didn't, and yeah. they just rear end someone? Oh, I'm sure that'll happen. And the second concern is just one step closer to Skynet. Uh, yeah, okay, look, I am actually in favor of self-driving cars, not not in favor of Skynet. Well, except Skynet, the telescope network that I used to work on. I'm in favor of those guys. They do fine work. But <laughs> the one that kills us all, I'm not in favor of that. So. I always just say that because every time I talk to my, my old boss, uh, I became friends with, Yeah. Um, every time something comes up, like new technology, he goes, ah, oh, yeah, it's great. Just one step closer to Skynet. That. And how? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, I mean, it sounds pretty cool. And people say that the parallel parking thing works great. And yeah. I bet it does now, but I heard when it first came out, it's like, yeah, if you had, like, space for two cars, it works. <laughs> if you could fit, like, a truck in there, like a semi, it totally works. So, But I'm, it's, I'm assuming it's only gotten better in time because it came out, like, probably five years ago. Yeah. And five years technology-wise in cars, that is a drastic amount of time. Yeah, I mean, this is my first new car in ten years, and I'm just shocked at, at the difference. There's all kinds. It does, like, voice activation stuff. I can talk to my – my car talks to me. It's got a built-in GPS and gives me directions and asks me how my day was. And No, it doesn't. It doesn't do that, but – I mean, my f- my phone can do that, but sometimes she's real stupid. So I can only imagine a car is stupider. Uh, well, so far it's been pretty good with the directions. So far, uh, oh, and it can uh, if if there's an HD radio station nearby that's broadcasting such information, it gets information about weather and about traffic. Nice. And if there isn't one, I've got it linked to my cell phone, and it can look up that information on the cell phone, and it can tell me, hey, in five miles, there's a traffic jam. You might want to do something about that. And then you realize, no, this is the only road in Michigan that goes where I need it to go. I'm screwed. To be fair, there's probably only one road in Michigan. Uh, Well, now that's not true. We've got like four. Come on, it's the one that goes down the eight mile. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah, we got got the one that goes left-right. We've got the one that goes up-down. We've got the more different one that goes left-right. It, it's it's great. We got everything you could possibly need. So it's not, Michigan's not a fair joke to make that on. Yeah, except uh, AC. I don't have that here. Oh, God, it's so hot. Uh, but anyway, uh, hey, I suppose maybe we should start a show, because uh, we pretended we did just a minute ago. Uh, this is episode number 116 of Random Discard, formerly known as the Card Advantage Podcast, which, by the way, we got tagged in a whole tweet chain again that was totally not meant for us. It was meant for uh, the, this, the Card Advantage store, um, but I, I tagged them. They thanked me, apologized for the confusion. 
Someday soon, there will be no confusion because we'll have completely transitioned over just as soon as I get a week free. And that's Christmas, maybe? I I, I don't really know. Anyway, we are it's recording. Someday. It's, it's someday. We'll call it someday. Definitely someday. We are recording here on the 10th day of August 2016, to put this into context. So, if you are currently living under the heel of our robotic Skynet overlords, know that my car was apparently responsible. So, Sorry. Clues specifically? Yeah, mine, not other Priuses, but specifically mine. My car right outside, that one right there. You'll, you'll know, you'll know it because it will. It's because it gets too close to those telescopes. It's not good. It will come for you in the night. And since it's Prius, you won't hear it because it's really quiet. (laughs) So sorry about that. But it gets great gas mileage while it's killing you absolutely spectacular i mean i was averaging like 57 or 58 miles on the highway going like 70 miles an hour oh shove it yeah okay okay here here we go here's here's my favorite thing that's happened so far i bought the car in cleveland ohio because my my wife's cousin works at a toyota dealer there and he got us a really nice deal so i pick up the car in cleveland i drove it to lansing I drove it around in Lansing for a while because, you know, I, I had a new car. Then I drove it down to South Bend, Indiana to visit my folks. Then I filled it for the first time. Oh, just shh. <laughs> Don't make me edit the show, man. Yeah, I, I just said shh. I went 508 miles on my first tank of gas, and there was still plenty left in it. I just was getting nervous because... The, the old gas gauge, the old Prius, the thing that was on the dashboard, it, we described that as the guess gauge because it, it would drop precipitously with no no warning. So there you go. Anyway, uh, while I would love to spend our entire time together just talking about my car, man, I really may go for a drive later because it'll be so, so blessedly cool. Uh, we are not going to talk about that tonight. Instead, I want to get rich i want your thoughts i want your input i want to see if you and i can figure out a mystery and maybe that big of a mystery like scooby-doo just like scooby-doo we are not not the later scooby-doos with scrappy-doo because no one liked him but the early scooby-doos well it was always the lighthouse keeper it was and he's got he's got a mask who makes those masks anyway where do they get those because that was the pre-internet days did they get them from, I don't know, ads in the back of comic books? That's going to be my guess. They couldn't get it in the town because the whole town was convinced that it was real. So. Yeah, so there couldn't have been like, oh, yeah, there's that realistic costume shop over on You know, Street. there had to be like a mail-order grumpy old man catalog that mm-hmm. would just, just mail-order these. It had to be that. Yeah, yeah, and they also sell special effects for ghost noises and projectors. Yeah. And pulleys. There's always a pulley to carry some sort of... Because no one could see those before. No. All those ropes or the terrible mask that it is once it takes off. It's like, oh, you know, the you know the seven-foot, you know, buff Frankenstein's really a five-foot-and-a-half tubby old man. Yes. It is It is absolutely that, like, three-foot-tall guy with who's balding, apparently, and... Maybe it shows you what fear can really do. Mess with your mind. Got totally fired from the, let's say, high school where he was. The right, we, we are we are so diverging. We are. I'm sorry. Anyway, hey, do you remember back in the day when magic was invented? Back in like 1993, 94, 
I don't remember like specifically when magic was invented, but I remember ninety three, ninety four. I was alive then. Magic the Gathering, the original collectible card game. Now the thing is, is it really original? Uh, yeah, it is the first collectible trading card game. Interesting. Now the thing is, a, a lot of people will uh will make the claim you know you're like hey i i play magic and the first reaction is oh so like uh you do like card tricks no 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 not not that not that kind of i actually had a we had a long conversation with a cab driver in vegas once when uh i, I was judging gp vegas one and I'd caught a cab with a couple of other judges who were at the hotel to go to the venue, because the venue was, like, way away. And we spent, like, the whole cab ride trying to explain to him that it was not, like, illusions. It was, like, cards. That would have been, be- been a better name of the game, illusions. But then, you know, you say cards, and he's like, oh, card tricks. No, no, it's still not, no, ne- never, yeah, sure. We judge cards. illusions. There's a There's a tournament with four thousand magicians that are in town to something something look just drop us off we'll give you a tip seriously anyway the first reaction you get from anyone is hey i play magic and they're and they're like oh like like tricks and you're like no and then you try and explain and they're like oh like pokemon okay sure except that magic the gathering as a card game predates pokemon as a card game it does that is true so Pokemon is like magic, not the other way around. So, screw you guys. Pokemon the card game didn't even happen until 96. By then, we were already selling out magic. We already had terrible magic sets by then. So, yeah, take that. To anyway, be fair, they had terrible Pokemon sets then. <laughs> they, they did. Uh, the mystery I want to solve is, why is Pokemon so popular? Why is it enduring? I mean... There are lots of folks who have talked about why magic is so popular and what magic can do. Uh, incidentally, by the way, did you know that, that Pokemon the card game was originally published by Wizards of the Coast in the U.S.? That I did not know, but it would make yeah. sense being Wizards of the Coast was one of the premier kind of um, hands in that race or horses in that race. Yeah, I, I think Nintendo controls it now, but there was a time. They do. They do control it now. It was, uh, it was magic. So, hey, I want to look at maybe a little bit of the history. We're not going to go crazy deep on the history of Pokemon, but I, I want to, I know Rich is a Pokemon fan. Uh, so we're going to talk, we're going to talk about Pokemon. We are going to attempt, as they say, to catch them all. Or, no, not yeah. really. We're just going to try and catch some of them. Over we're the dang days. near 800 at this point. There's a lot of Pokemon. A lot of Pokemon. Although, technically, the plural of Pokemon is Pokemon. I know that, but I like Pokemons better because it, Sounds silly. So yeah. there you go. Just so, go, just go full derp and go Pokemon like a lot of people. Pokemon, you play them Pokemon cards? No, I don't. I barely play Magic. I don't have time. So I want to ask Rich: When did you first get involved in any way across any of the media or game types, etc., with with Pokemon? What was your first Pokemon experience? Nineteen ninety six, when Red and Blue were first released in America. Nice. Nice. So all all the way back. All the way back. I am an original Gen 1 player. Fantastic. So uh, the platform for the original Pokemon video game, game. Game Boy. Was the original Game Boy. Not even the, the color ori- Game Boy. The original brick. Oh, yeah. I remember I had the red brick. And I had the blue game. And I'll never forget. Because when Pokemon was released and it was getting popular, 
um, KFC did a special where they had like little stuffed toys uh-huh. with kids' meals or something or whatever KFC had at the time. Sure. And the commercial had Colonel Sanders playing a red Game Boy with Pokemon Blue with the blue cartridge. And I'm like, that's me. That's what I have. So you were Colonel Sanders? I was Colonel Sanders. Thank you. You're welcome for all that chicken. Oh, man. I like chicken. So the original red and green. Okay, so back in the day, do you, do you remember? Red and blue. Red and I'm green sorry. was red and green was China, or I'm sorry, Japan. Okay, but U.S. was red and blue. Red, U.S. was red and blue. Okay, nice. So was the this is going to be a question that you may not know the answer to? Uh, were the red versions from China and the U.S. the same version, or yes. was this like a Final Fantasy thing? Nope, same. Okay, and so then was Pokemon Blue in the U.S. Was that different was, than the Pokemon was, Green? It was essentially the same game. I don't know. I don't remember exactly why they changed the color. Um, um, I remember, which I don't think this is correct. This might just be rumor. Was that the green um, starter Venusaur and color didn't s- test well in U.S. markets as well as the blue hmm. did? Um, that I don't know if that's actual fact. I bet that's a rumor I've heard. I don't know the actual reason. It could be because the original Japan green coating, because um, they actually, when they released them in America, they recoded because mm-hmm. that's why a lot of the sprites are different because the original red and green did have a lot of bu- bugs. No. Like if, yeah. If you ever look at, like, try to look through, like, po- Pokemon Gen 1 speedruns, there's people who can beat it in five minutes because of certain glitches in the game. Nice. Even the ones in America were kind of, were glitchy too, but not as bad. And wasn't there a glitch in one of the early ones where there was a Pokemon that you could get that the sprite didn't exist? And so yes, it, like... um, that that one still that's existed in the U.S. version. It's called Missing No, uh-huh. which stands for missing number because it doesn't have a number. Gotcha. And it is a glitch, and if you encounter it, you get uh, like two, which normally an inventory maxes out at ninety nine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it lets you get like I think over two hundred of your the sixth item in your bag. <laughs> just the sixth item yep whatever, so it, whatever that happened to be but you can move the sixth item to what it is mm-hmm. so a lot of people would like use it to copy tms because back then tms were one use Wait, okay would, hold on jargon what's what's a tm it's a technical machine um it's an item that teaches a pokemon a move it can't learn by level up Ah, okay okay so let's let's now back up so we've we set the stage of a, a young a young Rich with his uh, red Game Boy with his blue Pokemon cartridge in it, selling chicken on the streets of, I'm going to say Philadelphia. It's not true. No. For anyone who's not familiar, is is there a listener who's not going to be familiar with how the gameplay works in Pokemon? There might be a few people. Okay, let's let's just sketch. If you had to give the elevator pitch to your mom... What's the deal with the Pokemon video game? How does this work? You are a kid who goes on an adventure to catch Pokemon and beat the eight gyms and beat the Elite Four. And you do that by going through the you know the world map, catching different Pokemon and leveling them up to beat the Elite Four. Okay. And uh, if if I could digress, can we digress for just a yeah. minute? So I haven't played a ton of Pokemon over the year, and I cer- years, and I certainly was not involved at the very beginning. Uh, the only Pokemon that I really played a lot of was, I think, Soul Silver, mm-hmm. which was on the 3DS and came with the Pokewalker. Yep. Because I really loved the Pokewalker. It was it was huge at PAX for a couple of years. Yep. In fact, you can still see people wearing the Pokewalkers. Um, I I think I need to change the battery in mine. Oh, my poor Pidgey. 
Anyway, um, man, I don't even know where I was going with that sentence, but but that's okay. So, uh, the the the, the Pokemon, the whole universe of Pokemon is like a weird dystopian future where like the entire economy is based on Pokemon mm-hmm. because everything everyone produces anywhere in any town is somehow related to Pokemon. And, yes. And aside from Professor Oak, it is Professor Oak, right? That's the original one. Yeah. Aside from Professor Oak, it's like all kids. Well, just, and a lot of gym leaders are adults too. Just wander in the world. Your mom's well, like, hey, that's cool. You, you go. There's, there's a lot of speculation because in certain games, there's a war has been referenced a couple times. It's not heavily, but it's been referenced. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people speculate that the war was so massive that you see a lot of kids and women and generally older adults and a few regular adults. So a lot of it's assumed that majority of the you know middle-aged men yeah. died in the war. Wow. Because a lot of the games, the main antagonist has a mo- the, has a mom, not a dad. Right. So this has gone real dark, real fast. It's that's a it's a theory that people have to make the explanation. I honestly think it's just because that's what they coded because they there's limited amount of people you can put in this world. Sure, and it's it was marketed towards kids. You're saying, and so yeah, maybe... and because honestly, if you look at the first world, the first game, the population of that country, yeah, pro- definitely less than two hundred people. Wow. Okay. That you, that you can see in the game so, and interact with. So Skynet wipes out all but approximately 200 people. All but 200. And that's just the first country. I mean, there's, um, so we have six generations. So there's six countries we've been to. Okay. D- is there any overall storyline that relates those countries to one another? Mm, no, not really. Each country has, has a little bit of a different story to follow, but do they all generally follow, um, uh, the evil team, because every evil organization starts with team in their name. Oh. Like Team Rocket, and then Gen 2 is Team Rocket again. Then Gen 3, you have Team uh, Magma or Aqua. Then Team Galactic. Um, then Team Plasma. And then Team Flare. Okay. Is that's, that's five, so yeah. Now, in the original Pokemon, were there just three types, or were there more than the three? Oh, there was... Um, there was... 15 types. Good God. So, okay. So, although they started from a, like, rock, paper, scissors sort of triangle. That's how they introduce you to your, you and your rival. Uh Uh-huh. Out of the three, it's rock, paper, scissors, but that's not how the game stays. Okay. So, even in the first gen, they, they diverged from that. Yeah. Okay. All right. See, I, I thought the first gen was really just rock, paper, scissors, and it wasn't until after that. It's current, there's currently 18 types. Oh, and by the way, when I say rock, paper, scissors, folks, I really mean like fire, water, and let's say leaf. Grass. Yeah, grass. (laughs) Fire beats grass, grass beats water, water beats fire. Yeah. So that's, that's the idea. The, the, the the hierarchy of, you know, uh, aggro, control, and mid range, let's Mm say. And, there you go. Okay, so game starts off. Uh, creepy old guy says, "Hey, hey, kid, here in my van, I have three Pokemon. Choose one." And, yeah, we'll go with that. And you pick one, and you go from there. Yeah. Okay. Now let me ask this, because this is a problem that I had when I was playing Soul Silver. I tended to get uh, emotionally invested in my Pokemon. Yeah, everyone does. And so I would just ride that original Pokemon like. The whole way. Yeah, everyone does. Even if that was a terrible idea. Everyone does. Is that a terrible idea? If out of the well, it depends on what you pick and how you. Not not really. 
Um, about 80, I'd say 80% of the players, um, any given time in their party, their starter is the strongest. Okay. Cause so, they use I mean, cause we'll go, we'll take Gen 1 as an example. Cause a lot of people look at starters, um, as the mode of the game. Uh huh. Um, because in Gen 1, if you pick Bulbasaur, he is super effective and resists the first two gyms. Um, uh, Squirtle is super effective, super effective against the first gym, but resists the second. Uh huh. Whereas Charmander is actually weak to both first gyms. Hmm. So you look at Bulbasaur's easy mode, Squirtle's normal, and Charmander's hard. Ah. And not all the games follow that, but it's, it can be, um, a theme that can be noticed. I think they've, I think, um, Pokemon Company has, in Game Freak, have really gotten ahead of that, but that was the case fairly early. Gotcha. Huh. See, I just went with which one I thought was cutest. That's what a lot of people do. A lot of people don't look at it that way, but some players do. I like to look at, for me, I saw like how cool is the, the final evolution. Right. Okay, so you got a Pokemon. You can, you can capture other Pokemons later. We'll come to that in a minute with Pokeballs and the cruelty to animals. Uh, you can train up your Pokemon so it can get better over time. Yep. Uh, you can apparently use genetic manipulation with some sort of a TM and uh, totally give it things that it sh- You can juice it. It's like a DVD that they watch, like a how-to DVD, essentially. <laughs> I'm now picturing a little tiny TV and a little Pokemon on a little like uh, uh, like Lazy Boy sitting there watching his little his little face on his paws, watching intently at this how-to video on how to do I don't know sleep, uh, and it's totally learning this move. It's taking little notes. It's got a little notepad, mm-hmm. what it needs to do. Uh, this is just adorable. <laughs> All right, so uh, your your goal is to beat gyms. Yep, there's every region has eight gyms. Uh-huh. So and generally, is each time you beat a gym, you kind of progress through the story. Gotcha. So a lot of it's triggered by events, and a lot of areas in the map you can't go until you've like someone like, oh hey, did you challenge the gym leader? If you say no, you know they say, oh you did, you should do that before you leave, and they never let you pass. It's essentially kidnapping. <laughs> We'll just add that to our list of dystopian tropes that are are lying around here. Okay, great. Sure. Why not? We'll we'll force you not only into combat for our amusement, but you can't leave until you do it. We mean it. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And when you get to the end, and this is this is a question that I've always had because I've never managed to finish an entire Pokemon game. Okay. I I apologize. I'm one of those guys. Sorry. Uh. Is there replayability? Can you keep going once you hit the end, or are you really just done? In early gens, um, you're kind of just done. There's a little bit you can do, not a ton. Um, you can you can play the Elite Four over and over again. Uh huh. So you can always just keep changing your team and keep leveling up new teams to beat it with. Um, now, yes, there's so much to do. They have they've created so much end game stuff. Mm-hmm. And the ability to breed, which um, to create more competitive teams for the actual competitive versions of it. Sure. So that's that's a lot of what Endgame is now. A lot of the people who, I, because there are people I want to, I don't want to call them professional Pokemon players, but it's like it's closer to like how Magic pros are, where you know they a lot of what they do is based on playing the professional scene in Pokemon. Uh, they a lot of them just play the game till you know complete it as soon as they can, so they can get to the end game. Sure, the, the game that, doesn't really start. Right, because that's when they're going to start catching and breeding and getting their teams to be as perfect as possible. 
fascinating. And and is Pokemon at least now? Maybe early on it was different. But is is Pokemon what I would describe as a solved game? Is there a straight up best strategy? Overlevel your stuff. So just random encounters. Random grind. Encounters. Just gr- you can just grind away until totally you can spend a good chunk of time just grinding away, and then all of a sudden be overlevel and just r- run through the team. I mean, I guess if you want to call it solved, it's looking online ahead to see what each gym is in their highest level. Then you just get one Pokemon that's super effective against their type and give it one level above their strongest one, and then you can just wipe the whole gym generally. Okay, so it's not doing, like, dynamic leveling. It's not like when you get to a gym, it looks at your power level. No, no, they're all set. They're all set. Ah, okay. Okay. Huh. Well, then let me ask this. Now that we've got a general idea of how the Pokemans work, what makes you keep playing? And this is a question that can be asked of many video games. We we should talk someday about the Legend of Zelda series and how it's essentially the same game over and over and over again. Why do I keep playing Pokemon for 20 years? Yes. Um, it's always fun. Uh, it's it's for me. It's a big emotional thing from when I was, you know, however old I was in 1996. Uh, they always, you know, they keep introducing new Pokemon. I mean, there was 151 originally, and now there's almost. I think it's it might be over 800, but if not, it's very very close. Sure. Um, they keep I me. Mean, they keep updating the game, getting better graphics. You know, incorporating the story and more because before early games, the story was barely there. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and as a kid, I didn't really care either. But now games are so much more story. Um, there's the after game. I don't know. It's just something that's like it's easy to do. You can spend five minutes playing, or you can spend hours playing, and it's just easy because you save anywhere you go. It's not overly complicated. It's just pure entertainment and joy. It can be a little frustrating at times, but I don't. Know, it's the 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 new Pokemon are always interesting to see what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Because um, last generation they introduced Mega Evolving, so something can actually evolve past its final evolution. Okay, look, now the nomenclature just doesn't make any sense. The final evolution should be, now wait for it, the last evolution. But you're it telling sh- me there's one beyond? It is, but it's temporary. <clears throat> huh. So, like, normally when Charmeleon evolves into Charizard, it's always Charizard. Right. But when they introduce Mega Evolution and there's Mega Charizard, it only lasts that battle, then it turns back to Charizard. Ah, okay. So to go back to the steroid analogy, you juice it up for just that battle. Yeah, it's like going Super Saiyan. You're not always Super Saiyan. You just kind of, you know, rage out for a second. (laughs) I'm glad we brought the Saiyan trope in there, too. By the way, if anyone's curious, as of this recording, according to the Wikipedias, there are currently 721 Pokemon. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, that's... Some people were saying 800, but they've started releasing stuff for the new game that comes out this November. So that might be where some of the 800s coming from. Yeah, so that's that's what I know, I guess, about Pokemon. And this this Wikipedia article is literally an entire list of every Pokemon. Must be the national decks. Wow, this is Yep. Egg? I don't I don't know what any of this stuff is. Okay, great. Awesome. So let me ask about the grind cuz this is where this is actually where Pokemon usually loses. Well, it, it can lose a lot of people. And it's kind of strange because there are games where I'm okay with grinding and uh, there are games that I invest a lot of time into where I'm pointlessly grinding, but... Grinding is very mindless in this game. Yeah, and I guess maybe that might be part of why it holds its appeal because you can play it for just a short period of time and then put it down and then play it again later and put it down and play it again later, but... 
for grinding in Pokemon is you get to an area where because a lot of times when you enter a new area, you're maybe a higher level than everything there, but most of the time not that high of a level. You're pretty equal. Yeah. And so you'll keep encountering random encounters. And early the battles are they're not difficult, but they're like they could put you where you need to go back to the Pokemon Center. Mm-hmm. And then if if you just keep in that area, eventually you'll get so much stronger than everything, you're practically one shotting it. And then it's giving you decent experience, so by the time you get to the next area, you should be decent, or you can take on um, the next trainer battle or the next gym or the next um, story encounter that you're going to run into. So in your opinion, and this is purely an opinion question, is the reason that Pokemon succeeds because it essentially has multiple tiers of grinding? So, so let me explain what I mean by that. So you get to a new area where there's a new gym, and there are eight gyms. So you, you, you get to a new area with a gym. You're about right, so battles are kind of challenging, and and you're killing stuff that lets you level up at a reasonable pace. Because I assume if you kill stuff that... Excuse me, defeat, because we don't want to make it uh, too violent for the kids. If you defeat stuff that's vastly different level than you, like way low level, I assume it does not level up your Pokemon very much? No, it's it, No, it's slow. Okay, so the amount of time that you spend grinding in any one given area before you're now better than everything and can go take on the gym, have they managed to make that short enough that it's rewarding? It can be. There's something they introduced later in the game. There's something they always had was this experience share. Originally, it was an item you put on one Pokemon, and he would gain experience even if he wasn't in the fight. Because um, originally, to level something weak was hard to do because you had to put it in front of the battle and then switch it out, and then it wouldn't gain as much as the Pokemon that won. Sure. And then eventually then they had experience here, so it would get the same experience as if it won. Um, and then they switched it to where everyone that participated in the battle got the same experience. And then they made experience share where it's just a global item mm-hmm. where you get ex- the, whoever's in the battle gets the most experience and everyone else in the team gets a little bit. Okay. So they've done things to make it easier if you want it to be easier. Right. But you can turn it off, too, so if you don't want to do that. If you want to be hardcore. Well, a lot of people, like the YouTube channel, po- the PokeTubers that do block playthroughs and stuff, they, they like to turn it off because it can make the game very simple. Mm-hmm. So, but honestly, what I th- why I think Pokemon has been successful for so long is because of, I'm going to call it character design, but it's really the, the Pokemon. Sure. There's always something that's going to appeal to someone. They're going to be the, you know, the 10-year-old girls who love the cute thing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be the 15 year old boys that love the dragon that kicks everything's butt. Gotcha. There's and there's something. It's so easy to get emotionally attached because like, oh, this is the dragon that I used to beat the elite four. That's like, and you can nickname it. And it's kind of like special to you. Sure. So you're you're generating memory. Yeah. I mean, even when you listen to some of the poker poker uh, tubers that play in all the tournaments, like a lot of them, will, like a lot of them have actual plushies of some of their favorites that they've used in tournaments past because it means something to them. So, and honestly, it also helps is the fact that um, Pokemon has merchandised the crap out of this game. <laughs> there's something, there's, you can, if anyone has the favorite, no matter what the favorite is, you can find a little figure, a plush, something of him to have a keepsake of. Huh. Uh, okay. I mean, even, even, oh God, what is his name? There's, there's a fish Pokemon, Magikarp. Pro, yep, there's, there's Magikarp plushies. Really? Yeah. But he's Magikarp. Because it's such a joke. Okay. I mean, he he was a meme the day he was born. Yep, essentially. Honestly, I think the biggest meme, the biggest joke of all is Goldeen. Because if you're a Super Smash player, when you get that Pokemon, it does nothing but flop around going Goldeen, Goldeen. <laughs> it is the 
And there was always rumors, oh, but if it falls off a ledge and lands on someone, it's an instant KO. That is a lie. Total lie. Total lie. And God, when you're so you're playing Smash and you throw a Pokeball, which are always some of the strongest items in Super Smash you can get, and a stupid mother effing gold team comes out, you just you're ready to throw the <laughs> damn controller. <laughs> So I think Goldeen's the meme. That's the joke. Okay. Goldeen, huh? I don't even know what Goldeen it, looks like. Here, I'm, I'm in this big list it, of Pokemons. Picture okay. a goldfish that's a little bit white, and they kind of made its fins like a ball gown. That is Goldeen. Okay. Sadly, I can describe most Pokemon by their name. That's not sad. Own that, man. It's fine. I'm 30 years old, and there's over 700, and I can describe almost every... I think I can describe every single one. Okay, then before we go any further... Who's your favorite poem? I don't have an all-time favorite. If what? I had, it's whole hard because uh, I switch based on my mood. I have a top five. Okay, give me, give me, give me three. Blastoise because he was my first Pokemon ever. I don't even know how to spell that. It's B L A S T O I S E. Ah, okay, with a B, not a V. I thought you yep. said Blastoise. At oh, first. sorry, it's Blastoise. It's Squirtle's final oh, evolution. Okay, the turtle with the cannons on it. Yep. Okay, yeah, sure. I've seen I mean, that. it's got mother effing cannons on its back. It Come does. on. Yeah. I I also name now I name all my Blastoises king. And the and the, the, her, I'm going to give you some a logic because one of the greatest villains ever created in anime is named King Bradley. It is um Pride or or slash Wrath. Yes. From Full Metal Alchemist. Right. He all Full Metal Alchemist characters English names, a lot of them in the military were named after um, military vehicles. Mustang, Bradley. Bradley was a tank. Sure. Squirtle has tank cannons. Therefore, King. Great. Yeah. Hey, man. You don't have to. Ju- you don't have to justify yourself to me. But that's what. That's why people don't know why. That's why I name him King. It's because of Full Metal Alchemist being the best anime ever. Okay. Fair. All right. So, uh, so we got Blastoise. Who else we got? Um, Scizor is generally super high on my list. Scizor. Yep. Is, is he a pair of scissors? Nope. Um, he is the evolved form of Scyther. He turns um, bug and steel type, which only has one weakness. And it's super strong because he gets a lot of... He's not super fast, but he gets moves that um, make him go first no matter what. Huh. And he's just he's just super strong. All right. Well, uh, I don't... I guess I don't, uh, probably Alakazam. I was super super big fan of him in the first game. Kazam. But, Everyone was a big fan of Alakazam, though, because oh, he was super yeah. strong. That guy. Okay, sure. But, I mean, I still remember my original team that I beat the first Elite Four with the first time. Sure. It's kind of sad in itself, but, yeah, I remember that. I remember a lot of weird things about my childhood. That's hey, one of them. Hey, man, do not, do not apologize for great memories of your childhood. So I always remember, I do remember because my little brother got Pokemon Red, and my mom bought us the Link cables, and we just played each other over and over again, all the time. Didn't matter. Same, pretty much the same team. Uh-huh. We both had threes that we three that we always used, and that was just the thing. Okay, then least favorite Pokemon. Oh God, some of the new ones. There's something called Garbodor. It's it's literally a trash bag. <laughs> it is literally a trash bag. Google okay. it. It's terrible. Um, Garbodor. Garbodor. It's awful. Um, yeah, that does look awful. Vanillux is, I think, is I personally think is bad design. Uh-huh. It is, uh, it's ice ice cream cone. It's 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 kind of dumb. I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, those are some definitely some of my least favorite. And that's just because they have terrible design, like physical designs and how they look. Sure. I understand that you know you can't design everything that's going to be gold, but I really don't like them. Right. Yeah, 
And then there's some that are just kind of like cheap when you get into battle, which are annoying. Mm-hmm. So, but that's because in third evolution, abilities were introduced. So, like, the, like well, a lot, all the starters have the same ability, and it's the same thing. When they get below a third health, their water or fire or grass attacks do like a an extra thirty percent damage. Mm-hmm. So, but certain abilities are really stupid. So, but the big thing about Pokemon. And one reason why I don't think its professional scene has ever taken off as much is it is a huge RNG game. Ah, okay. Huge. Most moves have a secondary effect. Yeah. And a lot of it is percentage of happening. And like most, like very rare, it says it high percentage. A lot of it is 10%, 30%, 25%. But sometimes it's that one time that that percent comes through, like it just kills you. Like, um, Ice Beam, the very popular move, has 10% chance to freeze. And Pokemon has admitted freeze is the most broken status condition because there is no time limit on it. Huh. Every turn you have a certain percentage chance to unthaw. So you can unthaw right away, or you can unthaw 10 turns from now. It, there is no time limit. And they've, they've kept it that way because most moves have a very rare chance of getting it. It's always like 10%. Yeah. So, but it is by far the most broken one they have. Okay, so let me ask this. Is the reason that uh, Pokemon as a concept, as a game, has remained so popular for so very long, is it buried right there in their slogan? Is it because you've got to catch them all? I've never completed a uh, Dex. I've never caught everything. Huh. Strictly because I don't want to. Like so, I don't, I don't want to have everything just to have everything. I want to have stuff that I want. Okay. Like there's Pokemon who I just don't care if I ever have, and that's that's just how I feel about it. There's this Pokemon that I feel are weak, or I already ha- like I already have a because I don't like ca- like catch like eight thousand fire types. Yeah. I'll catch one or two of the ones that I like, and I'll just leave the rest because I could care less. Okay, then here is a uh, a corollary to that. Is it that it is possible to catch them all, but not necessary? If you are a completionist, Pokemon is a game for you because it will drive. Well, not it'll drive you nuts because there's so much to do to complete it. Um, one you can't even if you could buy just one game, you can't complete the game, complete your Pokedex because they always release two, and there's always version exclusives. Well, now that's just good marketing. That's great marketing, and there's also always a handful of Pokemon that can't evolve unless you trade them, Ooh. which I hate because I want my Pokemon back. And me and my brother both did it. He had the he wanted a Gengar, I wanted the Alakazam. We traded and traded back. Ah, okay. You just got to trust the other person that they're actually going to give it back. We were brothers, so we had no choice. Yeah, there's mom would get involved. In mom it. would mom would hurt one of us, both of us. It didn't matter. I'm not going to say my mom was abusive. I'm just saying she would grab an ear. Yeah, that's going to happen. And my dad would possibly church brain us. And if you don't know what church braiding is, it's when your dad puts his arm around you in church like he's a good father and then nabs you with the knuckle on the top of your head because you're misbehaving. No one sees it happen, but it does. It's effect. It's super effective. <laughs> to, Thank to, you. That's that's great. To keep it is super the, effective. With the theme of time. Okay. So, again, my conjecture is that it is, it's big enough in scope that... So- well, let's let's look outside the actual core games and find out why else it's big. Sure. One thing, the anime. Anime's huge. Got so many kids into it. Right. I I I don't think their sales really hit off until the anime came to America. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't know what anime was. That was cartoon. That was probably my first anime. That and Sailor Moon. 
because I didn't realize what anime was at that point. It was just a cartoon. Right. And that has gotten so many people into this game. And I'm also going to go out there because they have a um, trading card game, as we've alluded to, which is extremely popular. There are players who have never touched a real game, but they play the trading card game. And, like, that's how they play Pokemon. It is not, it's not a game anymore. It is a brand, 100% a brand. Because there are people who watch the anime who've never touched a game, any game. No video games, no card games, nothing. They just like the anime. That's how they, that's how they Pokemon. Like, what was it? Um, there was some brand that asked, like, how do you do this? And, like, Pokemon has a lot of different ways. It is a brand now. It's not just a game anymore. Yeah. And they keep, they keep developing all of them. It's not just, all of them. Uh, it's not just that the card game, that's all they do. It's not the just anime the video game. Tr- the anime is 20 years old and Ash is still 10. Are they still making? So this is how, and I have no problem with what they do with anime. It's a cartoon. Who cares? We're not going to factor into time or any of this garbage. I don't sure. care. This is the anime, Pokemon anime I want. And I kind of got a little bit of it when they did Pokemon Origins. And if you like Pokemon, please try to find Pokemon Origins. It's fantastic. It is a four-episode OVA, and it is wonderful because it follows the story of the game. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, it was a minimal story, so they added a little bit in there to kind of get it a little bit meatier. But um, I want them to – I want each anime, like every season or whatever they do, to follow the game story. And clearly, you know, you're going to have filler and embellish a little bit. That's fine. And But when you move on to the next game, move on to the next game. Change your characters. Don't show me stupid Pikachu again. And to be fair, I, I hate Pikachu because he's because he's the mascot, and I think I would hate their mascot no matter who it was. So it's not strictly Pikachu's fault. Fun fact: I'm not sure. Do you know who Pokemon originally wanted to be um, the mascot? It wasn't Pikachu. Was it Snorlax? It was not Snorlax. Oh. It was Clefairy. But because the name of Fairy and it was pink, they would worry it would alienate boys. Huh. Boys wouldn't like to play the game where the Excuse me, the mascot's pink. They figured boys wouldn't like that. And to be fair, they're probably right. You know, a 10-year-old boy's in the sea, you know, Clefairy, we're like, that's for girls. I mean, am I wrong there? Uh, maybe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with we're not going there. We're talking 1996. Yeah, those were different. They were different times. And is the boy going to play with the pink thing? Not in the mainstream U.S.? Yeah, let's go there. Sure. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, set anything or guys can't play with pink things or be ballet dancers or whatever. That's not what I'm trying to I'm just saying an average 10-year-old boy is who plays sports and stuff, when he sees the yellow Pikachu or the pink Clefairy, he's a thousand times generally going to go for the yellow Pikachu. Yeah, you're right. 80 out, of, 80 out of 100 boys easily will go for the Pikachu. I mean, I get why they did it. Totally get why they did it. Makes perfect sense marketing-wise. you got to sell your product. Right. And you want to sell it to... Like, I was talking to my nieces the other day, and the older niece, who's, I think, is turning nine, she loves, she is a girly girl, loves girly, you know, pink. She loves crafty stuff. That's what she is. And that's, and that's nothing wrong with that. Her younger sister, however, her, one of her favorite things is Spider-Man, so she's clearly one of my favorites. Um, and she likes a little bit t- more tomboy-y stuff, which is fine. And then uh, they were talking about, she said, Aurora likes girly stuff. But she likes Pokemon, too. I'm like, hey, Pokemon's boys and girls. She goes, no, it's for boys, but I like it. I'm like, well, it's for boys and girls. It's for everyone. That's why there's pink Pokemon. That's why there's ones that look like ballroom dancers and that are super pretty. So, I mean, this is, that's a mentality that kids just have. My, I think my, one of my niece likes Pokemon because she thinks it was a boy thing and it's different from her sister, even though they both like it. I don't know. 
that's here nor there, the psychology of siblings. Sure. But I mean, when I, when I look at Pokemon and their success, it's because they made such a brand. Anybody can identify Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Anybody in the world that has generally a TV that's not been enslaved for however many years, whatever. Like, the majority of the world can identify Pikachu. They may not know why he's there, but they know him. They know his name's Pikachu, and they could probably relate him to Pokemon. Well, you can't help but know that his name is Pikachu, since it's all he says. Is it really all he says? I don't know if you've watched it. It is. Well, he says Pikachu. And Pika. And Chu. That's true. And P. Really? Sometimes Ka. (laughs) It's like Groot. It's the combination of his name. That's what he can say. Sure. And I never liked how they did that. And they actually started adapting that a little bit to the games. Before, it was always just, it made a noise. Right. And a lot of them still make a noise, but now Pikachu's cry is saying Pika. He's the only one who gets the the, the anime treatment. Huh. It's Pikachu special. He's Pikachu. Yeah. I will say he is one of my favorite Smash characters, though. Oh, yeah. But that's strictly because his play style is exactly how I like to play. Ranged and hit him, hit him fast and then, you know, get out of there. Right. So... Have have you ever seen a picture of a Pika, incidentally? A Pika? Yeah, a Pika. No, I don't even know what a Pika is. Oh, well, allow me to find you a link of a Pika. This is an actual animal I'm going to send you a link of. This is not this is not shopped. This is real and they are crazy adorable. Oh. Yep, it's a little mammal and it is so freaking cute. I gotta get. I will give a hand at you. People who are fans of Pokemon, you should Google Pokemon in real life. Like some deviant art artists are phenomenal. Ah, uh, yes, this is also true. So Adam, they've done such a good job at not just make, they didn't make a game; they made a brand. Um, and I like to say Magic did made the made a brand too, but they are still essentially a game. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I was going with this discussion. Is what what lessons can we take away from the Pokemon Empire? And how can we apply them to magic? But I, I don't think we can get there yet. I know we're starting to run long here, but there are a couple of recent advances in the Pokemon franchise that I'd like to discuss with you. One is, uh, have you played Pokemon Go? Yes, very much so. Okay, just making sure. And it's uh, it's a casual free-to-play game or pay-to-win. It has, take, look it has it. taken over the world. And uh, po- Pokemon Go is... is crazy big now it's huge huge. no one thought it would do this it it made like nintendo like eight billion dollars or something i can't remember the exact number but their stock jumped 25 percent the first week yeah yeah now i'm sorry i don't play pokemon go and here's why i fear skynet oh yeah because it knows where you are all the time all the time oh my god to be fair it only knows where you are when you turn it on but i find pokemon go to be absolutely fascinating it's nothing like it anywhere. So augmented reality, you're you're out with your uh, cell phone and you're looking for Pokemon superimposed on the real world and you're going to attempt to capture them in your little Pokeballs and they're, they're apparently gyms, more than eight. <laughs> and you can take over gyms. There's more than eight in the city by me. Yeah, you take them over. For your team. Okay, so how many... How, are there only the three teams? That's there are only the been, three teams. Okay, so you join a team. Can you leave a team, or are you nope. stuck there forever? As of right now, you cannot leave a team. Okay, so you join a team... If they were smart. and they Because apparently team is supposed to mean something very uh, in the near future. Because right now, it honestly doesn't mean anything. Outside of that, that's your team. Yeah. And you fight gyms for those that, that color. 
Sure. But um, it's supposed to mean something in the future. And if they were smart, they'd be like WoW or World of Warcraft, uh-huh. and they would charge you to change teams. Because you can switch from Horde or Alliance or servers or races and genders. Like You can do all the switching, but it'll cost you cash. Right. And people pay that cash for, for a while. So, and people would pay that here once they find out what the teams do and how much they, if they, what the bonuses they really get. Sure. If it is a bonus, they don't know. They've never said what it is. They just say it, what team you're on will matter. But I mean, Pokemon's go because it's not one. It's very nostalgic because right now it's only the 151. Okay. So it starts with the original, the original Pokemon. And they, um, they've announced they plan on releasing every single Pokemon. That is part of a plan. Um, which I know a lot of people don't want. My brother, my brothers probably haven't touched Pokemon since Red and Blue. Uh, they both play it. Yeah. And they've never played a game since then. And I don't think they really want the other ones to come out because they don't know what they are. For me, I can't wait for the, from the all to be out. I think it's going to be awesome. I don't know how they will work it though because right now, I mean, once there's 721 Pokemon in the game, yeah. Like, how random is my spawns going to be by my house? Yeah, it could be anything. Exactly. And so there's that's a slight concern I have. But I mean, they've done an okay job so far. I don't want to say great because they've had there's been it's a bump, been a bumpy road, um, and that's that's fine. They're learning. They're a small company who have now become a, a global sensation. Um, they need time to develop and, and grow. I sure hope that that contract was written well because my God. The money that they should be making. I don't know. Um, I'm assuming they're probably making a lot of money. I know they're expand. They're expanding their staff to better support the needs. Now, let me tell you what I first thought of when I saw Pokemon Go take off. And I have to admit, I was in a weird place when Pokemon Go happened. Uh, at the time, the bathroom. I, uh, no, no, I was at a radio telescope in Greenbank, West Virginia, where there's no cell phone coverage, and so I I watched on uh on the internet <laughs> via my laptop i watched this phenomena sweep the globe while i was completely insulated from it so even if i had wanted to play it there was no way i could for that first week while things went on you watched the world blow up i watched the world blow up or unite i mean depends on how you want to spin this I watched unite the then world. divide into three separate factions i watched the world come together and then fragment is what i saw I had just finished reading Ready Player One. Oh, God. <laughs> and I thought to myself, holy crap. It's, it's starting. It's starting. They've, 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 they've made the game. And this is, this is it. This is the moment when this all takes off and all of society is going to warp itself to the idea of playing Pokemon. And there are now places, there are, uh, restaurants that list, you know, that they're a, they're a Pokestop or that they have Pokemon. There are apartments that go for a premium based on how close they are to where Pokemon appear. Or stops. Stops are huge. It's crazy. Yeah. The very idea that someone would get on Airbnb and advertise their place as somewhere to stay because of its proximity to a Pokestop. That's- I've seen Army, Navy recruiting flyers saying, you like to catch Pokemon? Join the Navy and you can catch them worldwide. <laughs> oh, that's insane. Yeah, it is insane. I mean, honestly, there's a diner by where I live that constantly has a lure going, and I can only imagine that it's the, it's the management placing them there. 
So do do me a favor, by the way. Uh, give me a quick like two minute rundown of how gym stops and lures work because right. I don't uh, I don't okay. understand. Pokestops work. It is they take uh, monuments, um, landmarks, buildings. Uh, restaurants, you know, parks, churches, a lot of that stuff. Sure. And it's a stop. When you get a certain vicinity, you click on it and you swipe the picture and it gives you items and a little bit of experience. Okay. It's the, Pokestops are the only way to 100% play this game for free. Okay. Because it so gives you the potions, it, which you can't buy. Um, it gives you, um, Pokeballs, which you can buy, but also gives you great Ultra Balls, which you can't buy. Okay. Um, it gives you eggs, which you can't buy. Um, uh, it gives you raz, it gives you berries. I think it might give incense sometimes, um, but it gives you, it gives you the things you need to help play the game. Gotcha. So and if experience. I, if and I want to play and I don't want to pay the money, I have to go to Pokestops frequently. Okay. Because sometimes you might luck I'll get four Pokeballs. Sometimes you might get one, and they refresh every five minutes, roughly. Okay, so I could. Can I just stay at the same Pokestop all day? Um. The like the our favorite bar in Brainerd when I go to my buddy's cabin happens to be a Pokestop. Yeah. We sat there for hours and I just kept swiping my phone. Okay. So I I could go and just chillax at a Pokestop all day long and just get all that's, my stuff. That's why restaurants love it. That's why huh. they have that's why they put the lures out, which I'll explain. That's why they advertise it, because people will just sit there and eat and snack and just swipe their Pokeball, you know, their stops for like an hour. Now, at Pokestops, there's something you can add called a lure, which uh, operates like incense. When incense is something you activate for 30 minutes, and you more Pokemon will spawn by you. Mm-hmm. And lure is the same way. Lure spawns for everybody in the vicinity, where incense is just for you. And so it operates in a vicinity around the stop itself. So like when businesses operate a lure, they're creating more Pokemon to spawn by their area. Okay, so if I'm a business owner, I want to, number one, make sure everybody knows that I'm a Pokestop, and number two, I want to put down lures so I'm a good Pokestop. There's always yeah, stuff going on. Huh. Okay. And then gyms. How do gyms work? Gyms, um, the way a gym works is generally most, by now, they're almost all going to be taken. Um, they're going to be a color uh, from a team, and you take it by taking an empty gym and you're placing a Pokemon there. And that gives you a certain level. And then you train Pokemon there to level up the gym. Leveling up the gym does gives it more points and gives you more space to put more Pokemon. And for, then, so that's how you set your gym up. You get your stuff there and you train your stuff there and you make the gym stronger. Because when you leave something at the gym, every 20 hours you get a reward. It's a small reward, but every 20 hours you get a reward for having something at a gym. Um, and then the way you take a gym is you fight the gym. Um, there's, you get six Pokemon and you fight however many Pokemon are there. I don't know what happens when there's more than six Pokemon at a gym. It's, it's happened. It's, I've seen it. I've never had to fight that. So I don't know exactly how that works. So you take your six and you fight theirs. And then, which every time you beat their gym, it will lower its rating. And then you keep fighting it until its rating is zero, which boots them off the gym and lets you take it. So then you can put something of yours there, train it up, and hopefully other people on your team will do the same and build the gym up. Oh, okay, so are are the instances of fighting the gym, is it is it asynchronous? In other words, let's say you and I are with... A, what gym are you with, by the way? I'm with Team Instinct. Or team. You're with who? Team Instinct. Okay, so let's say we're all Team Instinct, and there's a gym nearby that belongs to Team... Mystic. Mystic. Okay. And we want to take that. Can I get like 10 of my buddies together yes. and we all go over there and we all battle it simultaneously? Yep. 
That's what people do. People go in groups and take them. Wow. Okay. Has this led to violence yet? Probably. I don't know. I've heard stories. There's been so many stories of things that have happened, but it's people are, there's terrible people. There's been, honestly, I mean, there's, remember the serial killer who was using Craigslist? I'm sure people use Tinder for very bad reasons. I mean, people are going to use bad things out there. People, and because some people are just bad. Uh, people, some people are just bad. This is true. This is true. So, hey, can we, can we take this to the next level? Can we make Pokemon Go the way we fight wars in the future? That would be great. Then nobody has to actually die. We can just do it all with Pokemon gyms. <laughs> like the U.S. is a gym, and let's say Great Britain is... I, I know Great Britain might fragment. Um, the European <laughs> Union is a gym. I don't know, because it's very rare for someone to hold a gym for more than 24 hours. Okay, so they're constantly... Constantly going. Constantly changing. Because let's say if you're playing with any sort of friends, and most of the time your friends are going to be in the same team as you. Yeah. You gonna you up you go together. You take them down. There's two people taking the gym down. It's gonna keep leveling down faster. But what they need to do, they haven't done yet, and I really hope they do, is they need to um, create a grace period of when you defeat a gym for you to put something there. Because uh-huh. gyms have been sniped by other teams. Oh, so you beat it down, and then then they someone snipe. waits till it's zero, and then they just quickly put something in there, and then all of a sudden it's their gym. But to be fair, if that person, if a team just took a gym, they can take yours too. You're not going to be that high of leveled, right? So, but it is something that's happened. So that's generally how gyms work. Um, I've held, I held a gym for like 15 hours. Nice, I think it sounds yeah. impressive. It's I live in the middle of nowhere, so right now. But, let me ask: In your opinion, does this have staying power? It's the big fad I, and all I, the rage, like right now. But I don't six know. It's really hard to say because the game essentially isn't complete because the original tracking system has been broken. And I bel- I've heard it's because that was one of the things causing so much stress on the servers Yeah, was the tracking system. And they're trying to get it to work for people again. Um, I think they're trying a different way, um, but they want to fix it. And, wh- and people are pretty annoyed by that because they feel like Niantic's not listening. Mm-hmm. And I won't say that. I think is there's something that work, they're working on it, but they're also working on other things. So it's not just that. Because um, they delivered an unfinished product. Because we were promised trading. We can't do that. Uh, we were supposed to be able to battle our friends, and we can't do that. Huh. Um, I really, I'm not a huge on their trading, the, how, how they fight either. It's a lot of button mashing. And I guess they, want, they didn't want it to be the turn-based system. Mm-hmm. So I guess here nor there. It's, it's not my preferred thing to do, but it's fine. Um, for me, I'm at level 21 and I've been there for a while because it can get extremely hard once you're in the twenties to level up. Cause you need so much experience sure. and level cap is 40 and it's astronomical to get to 40. And, but I'm sure people have, people have, um, there's, you, you'll see, a, there's a lot of high level accounts where people were cheating. Hmm. Um, but Niantic's finding them and, and they're permanently banning them. Nice. So they're, they're, they're taking steps to prevent that. Uh, a lot of people make a big joke about they just put a new feature in there because it uses your GPS and pedometer so it can I, ideally guess how fast you're traveling. Mm-hmm. And when you reach a certain speed, it says don't play while driving and you have to click a button that says I'm a passenger. Ah, okay. I have seen people who have took that image and rewrote it where it says don't worry, I won't sue. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, they've been... People have been, they've been trying to get tried to be sued a couple times. I don't know if anything's stuck. Right. People are suing. Oh, people are trespassing on my property because you made me a Pokestop. 
well, people are trespassing because they're idiots. Put a no trespassing sign. Yeah. And now that every time you turn on the game, they have a new warning. Please don't play Pokemon Go while driving. Please don't go in dangerous areas. Pay attention to where you're going. Please don't trespass. <laughs> you're playing a video game in and real life. All the real life rules apply. Come on. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have to say any of this stuff. I don't think they should be held accountable for what people do. Yeah. But people are. People are blaming them. Like People are like, oh, Pokemon Go got these kids mugged. No. People chose to mug people using this game. The right. game didn't get them mugged. Yeah. Those people mugged them. That's what happened. I mean, okay. no one, no one wanted Craigslist closed down when that serial killer was killing people. Granted, I don't think they tied it to Craigslist until he was arrested, but still, no one just said, "Oh, we need to shut Craigslist down." Which we I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you want to laugh, go to Craigslist Casual Encounters. Oh my god! We need to turn off the internet because it's being used for bad stuff. To be fair, that might make the world a little bit of a better place. I'm yeah, not gonna lie, a harder place, a harder place. Yes, but maybe better. So what but, lessons can we take away from Pokemon? What what are the strengths? What should we take when applying it to either a new game or maybe an existing game? I don't know. There's this one that somebody called Wizards of the Coast puts out called Magic. What 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 can I, we do? Personally, I think Magic is too far gone to use Pokemon's success because what Pokemon did was cast a wide net. Sure. They had their games. Like, okay, games are doing good. You know, Japanese company, they're really big into anime. Anime, they, in Japan, like we discussed, they use anime to sell product. Right. And let me tell you, has that worked for for Pokemon Company? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the trading card game, because why not? I mean, honestly, I, I collected the cards. I didn't even know how to play. I collected the cards because it was Pokemon. Sure. I never had a clue on how to play the game. I mean, hell, I think I own some Pokemon. I mean, I, I didn't like duplicates. I'm like, I, don't, I didn't understand trainer cards or energy cards, which may, a lot of you who don't know how to play the game probably won't understand either. But, like, I didn't care about any of that stuff. I just liked the Pokemon. Right. Didn't know how to play. So they you know, they had these, like, three ideas. You know, okay, hers the game, hers our anime, and hers our card game. They found something that everyone can like. Mm-hmm. And it just appealed. And they just kept going. They found their three pillars and just laid into them hard. Oh, and they had merchandising. Oh, God. Maybe the big thing was is they were backed by a major company from the get-go. Sure. They were backed by Nintendo. Nintendo had the money because it was a success because Pokemon Company is a subsidiary of Nintendo. A lot of people don't realize that Pokemon Company is a separate company, but it is owned by Nintendo. That's why you don't see Pokemon in any other anything other than Nintendo product. So what if we made a magic comic book? How about that? Yeah, proof that doesn't work. Yeah, work. You know why you know why that didn't work? Two words. The comic didn't give people what they wanted. Honestly, the movie might be their biggest bet to get a mass appeal. Right. And what I think they need to do, I think they, if they, if they can nail this movie hard, like just really, you know, do a very good job with it and get the general public. Don't do what Warcraft did because I liked Warcraft, but if you're not a Warcraft fan, it's, you're probably not going to like that movie very much. Don't make it just for them. You've got to make the mass appeal. You've got to be willing to alienate some of your hardcore to get the mass. Boy, man, you are playing with fire there. I sir. know. I let, agree, but you're right, playing with fire. Let's just go here a little bit. Um, it's about universe establishment. Right. Because Pokemon has more than just the six generations, which would amount to 12, you know, because there's always about a third version. All these... Extra game, all these games, probably less than 20 part of the core series. They have so many more. 
that are the spin-offs, the side series, stuff that doesn't really matter. Because there's a, a general universe that everything exists in. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon has this universe that they can use it for movies. They use it for TV. They use it for games. They can use it for a comic book, a manga. They can use it for merchandise. They can use it to tell a story verse with their card game, which they don't. There's so much they can do with this universe because they have it. It's established. Harry Potter is starting to eke out. They created, you know, the screenplay, which people are calling the eighth book, which is a lie. It's a screenplay. They're having the, the Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them movie. It has nothing to do with any book. They're just taking the concept of the Harry Potter world and making a movie. World building. They have this world, this universe to operate in. And they can exp- and it appeals to the masses. If magic does what Warcraft is doing and only appeals to your core fans, you're going to make your core fans happy. But, but if you, we if already have them. If your goal is to expand your audience, your market... The people buying into magic, you gotta appeal to everyone. You honestly have to make magic's goal. Watsy's goal should be making a Star Wars esque, Lord of the Rings esque series of movies of characters people can relate to, visual effects, and watching how magic, the, how they use magic, be spectacular and make sense. Because honestly, if you if their magic is anything based on how the card games played, it makes no real sense. I mean, let's be honest. We're gonna be honest there. So the so they can't just like, oh, he summoned this stuff. Like, if Jace is gonna summon anything, he needs to summon his illusions. If Nissa summons something, it needs to be Ents. It better from be the green. Ground. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, like that. That's what they have to do. They, if you appeal only to Magic players, it's that's all that movies is gonna do. It's not gonna excite more people to play, either play Magic or get excited about their universe. Because if they handle it right, they could c- get this movie. And make another comic book that's not garbage. They may be able to get a TV series like Agents of Shield that get people excited to follow a new character that they don't ever make a card for. They don't ever like, make a like card. Like Faden. No, because they don't ever make a card for it. They don't. Fo- that story has nothing to do with game canon because it's not canon. It's something separate that other people can get involved in. Um, the MCU, Marvel Movie Universe has nothing to do with the comic books. It follows no canon. They take the idea of it, but it's separate. And that's what they need to do. They need to make their own movie universe that can appeal to massive people. I mean, Marvel mass- Marvel appeals to massive people and its fans. I mean, they're doing it right. They just know what they're doing. They just, they're brilliant. I don't know. Magic needs to do something like that. I don't think Magic can follow Pokemon's example because Pokemon did it so early. Yeah. Magic, they can't start branching up. They really need to do what um, Marvel did. That's whose example they need to follow. Marvel was comic books and TV shows for well, kids. I, I think with both of these, though, I, I think the lesson that I see and the lesson to take away, and, and you've, you've said it a couple of times, is focus on creating the world, create the universe. The game, the movie, maybe an anime, maybe a comic book that doesn't suck, those are all just pieces utilizing that universe that you've got i mean honestly you ever you've ever watched fairy tale i have not okay it's an anime i thoroughly enjoy it's about wizards and magic okay honestly magic could get an anime that's similar to that and be probably just as successful different people using different kinds of magic fighting each other fighting a, a big story i mean honestly they could use nicobolus they could oh nicobolus yeah. would be great they don't have to use canon into the card games. And I think that's something that Watsy's scared of because everything they do besides that comic book kind of ties into canon for the game 
because the cards tell a story, and no one else does that. No one else tells a story with their card game. And I think, I honestly think it's a little bit of, but this is how the story, this is what it means. This means that. I mean, but the cards don't give you the relationship between Jace and uh, Liliana. That's not in the cards. It's kind of, eh, it's a little it, bit in the flavor text. It's yeah, much. a little bit. But why not get a movie or a comic book or something that nail? You see well, that relationship. You you see it interact in those characters. We we see it in the books. Okay, in in the magic novels back when those happened, you did see that relationship. But the problem was those were terrible. A lot of them weren't great it's because. Sort of, they wanted them to include to what they've are the stories they're already telling. They need to tell new stories that they're not fitting around. They're taking this relationship and trying to fit it in Lorwyn, the story that it doesn't fit in. Just make that story. And I think that's why I think they need to be willing to diverge into a separate canon universe. The I want to call it the MMU, the ma- movie magic universe. Hmm. Okay, so here's my problem with that. Okay, because I, I do have a problem with that. I don't think, and I'm going to go ahead and put it out here, I'm going to say it right now, I don't think that Magic should make a live-action movie, period. No, I I agree. I don't think it should be live-action. I think they should make an anime. Yes, I think they should make a a standard, like, I don't know, a 26-episode season anime. But here's the problem, that you're not gaining much of a new audience. Truly, though, like anime is, is bigger than probably it's ever been, but a lot of the Magic community already watch anime. And, yeah, you might get some anime universe people that get really excited about that brand. But the Otako universe is not huge. I was going to say, but what you're going to be able to do then is maybe start to convert some of the Pokemon people. But you already do that when Pokemon people... This is is Pokemon card game people. When Pokemon card game people uh, basically hit high school or college, they usually make that transition from Pokemon to... uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but some do. Some definitely do. Yeah. I, I am speaking in broad, sweeping generalizations here. No need to email me saying that I'm totally wrong. I already know that. I mean, I understand. Like, I don't think I don't think they should make a live action movie. I think if they want to make a movie, make it an animated, some sort of CGI effect. You know, give the give people the proper voice. Don't give them the pro, you know, make your look how you want them to. You know, give a Johnny a justice. Johnny a, in in a full CGI movie will be so much better than a live action with a CGI of Johnny. And I know they're not using him in the first movie, but you know what I mean. I, you know, because right now they're they're making the cast of characters limited by who they can do in a movie. Yeah, what can you actually pull off without spending a bajillion dollars? Don't get me wrong, they could pull off an a Johnny. I don't think it'd be a good a Johnny though without yeah. C, without really good CGI. And that's expensive. It is. Totally is. Um, I, I really think they need to they need to be, uh, accept that they're going to be very they're going to need to be broad and all encompassing, not just for ma- like throw a couple things for magic people to get you know geek out over little Easter eggs for them, just like the Marvel Universe does. But make it so everyone can watch it and understand it. Don't explain what a summon and what an island is. Just explain that they use mana, that they draw mana from different sources. They draw I mean, from different parts of the world. Let's not even talk about islands, in fact. Exactly. Don't talk about the mountains. Don't talk about the actual land. Just talk about that they use magic. Give the, you know, give something people can attach to, not something that the game needs to attach. You know, don't make the game fit the movie. Take the concept and make a movie. And I understand that might make some ma- uh, magic fans unhappy. And I was a huge, I mean, 
But if you if this is what they want to do, if they want to make it this global brand, that's what they have to do. Global brands have to be generic. Global bands brands have to give something for everyone because that's how people pay the money to see it. By the way, do you know when we were first told about the movie? Do you remember when that happened? It was a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, so we're we're here in August of 2016. The first announcement about it was January the 14th of 2014. Yeah, but that I mean that mo- sometimes movies take 10 years to make. They do, but I mean we've heard very little news since then. A couple of names that have been associated with it, I, but that's like it. I honestly think they're probably still working on a script. I mean, scripts take forever. I mean, there's so many so many franchises have been bought by movie theaters that it falls out because they don't get a good script. Right. And I, that doesn't bother me because I would rather them get wait for a good script than just give me garbage to fill, fill a contract. Yeah, I just really like some news. I'd like to what, see some progress. But if there is no progress, what do you want to say, no progress? That's a terrible thing to report. Yeah. But right now I know nothing. And that, I don't know. But sometimes isn't being kept in the dark, at least you're interested in it versus if you fi- figure, find out what's really happening and you're just bored of it. Ooh, ooh, here's an idea. Okay, if we're not going to go live-action movie, which I still think is a terrible idea, if we're not going to go live-action movie, how would you feel about miniseries on Netflix? Netflix does some fantastic work. Yeah, just go the, the Marvel route, right? With, uh, like, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and, and all that? I think their best bet would be do a movie that, you know, gives you slight introductions, gives you a little bit of the origin, then do the shows from it. I don't think a live-action movie's terrible, but they just have to handle it right. And I'm not just talking about the characters, right? You have to market it properly. And they have to be going into a meeting and under Like, the people that need to be calling a shot shouldn't be Mark Rosewater and Aaron Forsythe. It should be the world builders. It should be Watsy. I mean, I respect Aaron Forsythe and Mark Rosewater a ton for what they've done for the game. But they're they're the game. That's what they are. They're, the, they're designers of a game. Sure. We don't need the game. We want the lore. That's what they need for the movie. And that's where I think they're going to draw short-sightedness. They're going to draw things from the game and the cards when they need to be drawn strictly from the lore and the worlds. I mean, I, I don't care if Jace's summons a spirit, you know, a, a, an illusion to fight something that it's not like the game. It's, oh, he, why didn't he just summon, you know, a sphinx? Well, that's not how this. That's not how this would really work. I mean. This perfect example: the fight between um, Soren and the. Okay, why am I spacing under the, the horde? Nahiri, thank you. I almost was like saying this. Their whole fight, not once did they summon a creature. Nope. They used magic and combat. That's what they need to make their fight scenes like. No creatures. I mean, I'm sorry, a, a white red deck and a, and a black deck. You're always going to have creatures. This is how the game works. But that doesn't fit how the real game is played. Or the real, like, real magic would be in a combat situation. It's not, I'm summoning this and this because I have these mountains and these things. No, it's coming from the spells you're casting. And I think that's how they need to focus it. I guess that's a, my best description. That's how they need to operate their magic. Like their stories, like their, um, beyond the realms. That's what they need to focus on. Not the game, the beyond the realms. Okay, so use the game as an inspiration, but don't be a slave to it. No, and give little Easter eggs to make the players happy. Like, oh, yeah, I get that. That's funny to me. Like, have some weird interaction with Garouk and Liliana where he, like, pushes her against the wall. She goes, then she calls him, like, a pig and knocks his hand away. How many people would laugh at that because of all the controversy of him holding her down? 
If she just slaps his hand away and calls him a pig, that'd be hilarious. Speaking of Garrick, I really want to know what's going on with that guy. Could we get back to him? Um, he's hanging in a cell somewhere. I, I don't. I don't think he is. He's off killing people because he's still veil. That's why he's he got arrested. Did he? Yeah. When? I don't know. Yeah, nothing. He bores me. I'm big green dude. Roar. I'm green, black, and mad. <laughs> that is Garrick's character, 100%. Ta-da! Do you like that? I should play him in the movie. It's, it's nailed it. Or if they make an animated one, you are now the voice of Garrick. Love it. Or Garuk, as I think they've told us it's actually called. Is it Garuk? I think it's Garuk. I always thought it was Garuk, but people said Garrick for so long. I See, don't know. I always thought it was Garrick, and then I think we heard that it was Garuk. Look, I, that guy. I want to know what's going on with that guy. It's a loose thread. It bugs me that it's loose. That's. But man, what's going on with Nicobolus and Tezzeret, man? Oh, those are other loose threads that I really want to know about. Let me tell you about a loose thread that I don't want to know about. The Phyrexians. And you know what we're going to hear about soon? Probably the Phyrexian. But you know what that means? That brings us Tezzeret, at least. Yeah, man. But I know, that's my opinion on what magic needs to do to be mainstream. And I think it really does start with their movie. Okay. That ha- <laughs> Depending on how much it flops, it could end with them. It could. You're right. Um, you know, DC Universe. I didn't get yeah, that's not, that, so. not going so. I'm sorry. I was. I like. I like the Nerdists, and I like. Um, like the hearing. Like people who always say, "Who won Comic Con?" Because that's always the big rage, right? Right. And ever, it's been Marvel for the past. I don't know ever. And some people are going. They probably have to give it to Marvel, but you know, DCU like they're DC. They really pulled out the stops. DC probably could win. You know, people were so excited for everything, and then Suicide Squad happened, and I don't think that excitement's there anymore. Yep, that did not go well. So, and that's a possibility. People, a lot of people, like, honestly, the Warcraft movie kind of flopped. Didn't do super great in, in America. Worldwide, America. worldwide, worldwide, fantastic, oh, yeah. fantastic worldwide. But Which... in America, not so great. Mostly because it released worldwide first. And anybody who really wanted to see it, they saw it online before it came out. Let's be honest. And, and by the way, I, I think that we in the U.S. need to stop thinking of ourselves as the end-all, be-all for movies anymore. There's there's the entire rest of the world to make money in. So it's... Very true. It's just the way it is. I mean, yeah, totally. And so, I mean, they're, I think their mainstream leap lives and dies by the movie, which is why I'm okay if they're taking their time. Sure. Because it does. I think this. If this movie does great, they could really get them in the mainstream. If it does poorly, it will. Do, it won't hurt them. It won't make them worse in the mainstream. But it will be a huge catastrophe for the money they put into it. Yeah. I mean, Hasbro won't like that. No goodness, no. And ta- Hasbro's taken baths on movies. Battleship. That cost a lot of money for something that didn't ba- do well. Battleship was a Hasbro. Pretty sure that Battleship was Hasbro. Battleship Hasbro. I think I think you're right. Yes, Battleship is totally a Hasbro property. You're right. That was them. Oh God. Oh. Uh, is Hasbro GI Joe too? Uh. I think Hasbro's GI Joe. Because I know Turtles are Mattel. I know that. Yes, GI Joe is Hasbro. Which would mean I think Transformers are Hasbro. So they've had some movie success and some movie flops. And so I guess they're okay with it, but, you know, we don't see any G.I. Joes coming anytime soon. I mean, Bruce Willis couldn't save it, and he's a hero. He is a real American hero. They should have just called him Bruce Willis and let him kill everybody. I would have watched that movie. You would have too, Clues. Let's be real. Yeah. But wait, doesn't that also mean that Transformers is Hasbro? That would be, yes. 
Okay, well, look, they've got, like, they make a bajillion dollars on those crappy films. Yeah, that's right. I said it. First one was good. And, and then after that, no. First one was okay. After that, it was horrible. Yeah. Absolutely no. horrible. It's because they let Michael Bay touch it, and that's a terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. Stop giving that man films. Look, I know and, it and makes the money. For the betterment of mankind, stop giving Michael Bay films. I heard he wanted to do documentaries. Even like, if it makes money. Like, one of them, he was going to do a documentary about, like, ivory hunting. I'm like, I didn't know elephants exploded. <laughs> I, I don't think he, I don't think they'll let him blow up an elephant on TV. Probably not. Hey, are you familiar with, uh, surely you're familiar with Epic Rap Battles of History? Epic Rap Battles of History! Have yeah. you seen the Steven Spielberg and uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock one? No. Oh, man, it ends with uh, Michael Bay. I need to see that. So, yeah, once soon as this episode is over, you need to go watch that. Yeah, that sounds like a big must. It's it's cool. Speaking of this episode being over, good God, we're at like an hour and a half. Let's. Well, yeah, we want to talk about Pokemon, which I love, and then you got to talk about what I think people should do. I love telling people what they should do. Excellent. I like to think I have an educated um, opinion on the matter. It's not completely random speculation. No. I mean, I know because I, I can see what's worked. I don't know the actual interworkings of how MCU's done it outside of that they're geniuses. And Kevin Feige probably doesn't. He probably makes enough money, but like I like to say he doesn't because he's doing so much work for Marvel. Sure. But, I mean, this means, to be honest, what, 10 years ago, Marvel was bankrupt? Yeah, something like that. Or gonna fall for bankruptcy, and then Disney came along, and they saved the world. I'm telling you, Mickey Mouse will own the world one day. Uh sp- Speaking of which, there's an epic rap battles of history with, uh, let's see now, it is uh, Jim Henson and, uh, is it Stan Lee? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Jim Henson and Stan Lee, and uh, that one actually ends with uh, Walt Disney. Disney. As it should. That's another good good quality, because Disney now owns all of that. Like, just that, all of it, they own it. Remember, a couple years ago, they almost owned Hasbro. Yeah. Now, if Disney would have bought Hasbro, this I'm telling you, this magic movie would have been done. There'd be an eight of them, and they'd been great. Oh, yeah. Let's let's just Pixar this. Go for it. Because Disney, oh, Disney owns them, too. Yes, they do. Well... They don't, I think they're starting to show they don't need Pixar to make great animated movies, though. Uh, no. No, they don't. So, folks... Gotta uh, love the Hero 6. What did we get wrong? What did we forget about while talking about Pokemon? What did Rich specifically get wrong when he was applying lessons to magic and I, I don't think he did honestly but if you want to let us know there are ways to do that i mean i know i might have said unpopular opinion of you can't appeal just to strictly magic fans because as a magic fan you want i mean as a fan of the game you want them to give you what you want right but, but yes. as a company they can't yeah, i was gonna say sometimes you need to remember that what you want may not be what's best long run right i mean i love spider-man he's my favorite superhero all time hands down yeah those aren't my favorite movies like I, they're fine. They're good. I think I enjoy them, um, but I can see why they're giving the mass public. They're not giving me his amazing inner stories of some of the things that I loved about Spider-Man. Right. You know, although Sam Raimi really botched the third one, but we can all blame Sony for that one. I do. Yeah, there's there's plenty of blame to go around for a lot of the things that went wrong with Spider-Man. But I do love the new kid playing Spider-Man. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he. I thought Garfield nailed Spider-Man much better than Tobey Maguire, and I don't want to say this kid's better than Garfield's, but man, he's real good. 
because he's exactly what he's supposed to be. He's a teenage nerd who doesn't shut up when he's Spider-Man, and that's what he's supposed to be. Okay. And whoever tells me I'm wrong, I will I, I will fight you over it. I love please, Spider-Man. Please don't. Since, yeah, you ask my wife. I don't give in a lot in arguments, so. I do not. Logic and facts mean nothing to me. <laughs> Who needs those? Certainly not us. Certainly not us. Well, folks, like I said, there are many ways to reach us and tell us what we just did wrong, because I'm sure we did. Uh, you can find us on the web. We are at randomdiscard.com. That still directs to the old site, so don't panic when it seems to go to card advantage instead. Uh, but that is our new home. Uh, you can email us, randomdiscardcast at gmail.com. That is randomdiscardcast, all one word, at gmail.com. You can tweet at us. We are at randomdiscard. If you want to hit up me directly, your best bet is always Twitter. I am at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. I'm at MindMage. The A and Mage is a four. Also, just like it is in the show notes. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Catch them all. I was so pissed when I was playing Pokemon Go. I signed in my username. My, my general internet handle was taken, and I've never seen it taken before. Oh, man. I was furious.